some sexy you want to laugh license to talk license to talk is brought to you by good speeds beverage center 2202 seneca street they got seltzers heavy beers light beers stop by mask up and quench your thirst at good speed beverage center first in buffalo firemen owned and operated 391 Abbey road custom t-shirts custom hats get your custom gear at First in Buffalo. Mr. Submarine, 1977 South Park Avenue, serving South Buffalo since 1963. Lowest prices in town, try the ham sub or the Chevetta chicken pizza. Bottle Rocket Beer Reserve, 2182 Seneca Street. They got bottles, they got cans, they got everything going. If you need your beers for the fire, stop by and see what they got. They got different kinds of beers. The rocket is stocked and ready to rock. Get in there, get a gift card for the stocking. Whatever. Bottle Rocket Beer Reserve. Final vibes, stickers, and decals. Custom designs created by our boy Quails. Check them out on the gram at Vinyl Vibes Buffalo. Charlie's Boatyard, 1111 Furman Boulevard. Check them out for special events. They are pausing for the season, but they'll be around. Don't worry. Catch them at 1111 Furman Boulevard, Charlie's Boatyard. Dog Ears Bookstore, 688 Abbott Road. Don't get your coffee from Timmy when you can get it from Tommy. All right, people, here we go. Episode 58. Uh, I am today's host, Tom McDonald, um, from Dog Ears Bookstore and Cafe and various other places around South Buffalo. And today's guests, I am going to be interviewing L2T, Mark, and Jimbo. I'm going to kind of break it down in, in three different sections. I'd like to talk to you guys about like the creation of L2T, uh, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, I think it's awesome that you guys do this for the community, but I want to know how it got started, and we'll, we'll, we'll break into that, and then I'm going to talk to you guys uh, you know, a little individually about yourselves. People, people want to know, but you, you guys never get the opportunity to talk basically about yourselves. You get to show yourselves through your guests. But uh, a lot of times that's um, not really showing who you are, why you do this, you know, for your community. And then maybe the speed round at the end. And then we'll uh, and then we'll, I'll give out the yeah. licenses well, today. So. <laughs> well, thanks for being interested in no, the program. Well, I've been interested in the program from the start because, as, as you guys didn't realize, I don't think that you're uh, you're community minded guys, man. You know, so you're, you're not just, uh, you know, there, there's a there's a, a great book out there. It was called The Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. Right. And he talks about, uh, he drives across the country on his Harley. And it was back in the 60s, you know, when people were doing weird stuff. But he says uh, it's awesome. People in their cars are in the scenery, you know, they're, they're part of the scenery. but uh, Or they're looking at the scenery. But he, on his motorcycle, he's part of the scenery, you know. So you guys, I don't think you realized from the start that you guys are now, you're, you're part of the scenery, man, you know. So you give people a voice and you give... Um, you give a lot of good stories and everything, but that's that's I think that's where we're going to start. Is uh, you know what what precipitated this? What what made you two start this? 
Well, it started, we were going to do a podcast about bartenders and pet peeves and stuff. It was going to be called Behind the Pine. Yeah. So then all of a sudden we started like going and interviewing people. Where did, The first place we went, which is funny because Mark's a firefighter now, is the firefighters were, would you say protesting? They were protesting at a mayor's dinner. Yeah. So we went down with a handheld. And we recorded, uh, I think it was Diver Cunningham. It was back then. Everything that they ended up getting, they were fighting for at the time, which is funny now. And then, you know, it just got turned into, well, I don't think you guys want to have a podcast and base it out of this place because you're going to get us in trouble. Yeah, it got serious quick. But then also then we just got busy and and never amounted to anything. Yeah, and like Mark had a family, then, you know, this happened, that happened, and I got married, and then we never really got going about it. And then one day we just said, "Let's do this again." And it, it, but the idea was always a podcast right from the start. It yeah. was always a podcast because there was nothing really here, podcast wise. I mean, there were like I, it, we say it all the time. We didn't want to listen to anybody talk about the Sabers for two hours. Yeah, that's because that's on WGR. Yeah, or. But if you get Danny Gare to come in or somebody like that or rip some, then that's maybe a little interesting. Then I'll talk hockey. But a sports show really doesn't doesn't do it for us, you know. What and I mean? Jim would love to talk politics, but I love how he follows the rules. Yeah, and it's great because you know sometimes you get a really juicy guest for Jimbo to go off on politics, and like he holds himself and he checks himself, and he's like, I shouldn't do it. So, you know? so what, Mark, what do you mean by that? He follows the rules. Because we don't want to talk politics. We don't want to talk religion, really. You know, we don't want to get into anything like hard. I don't. Are these, your, never, are we, these your rules or are they podcast rules? No, it's our own. And it's kind of like rules that we were brought up The bar. By, like we were the saying bar. the bar. You know, that was the rule from the beginning, behind the pine, you know. Right. Leave so we always said you don't talk politics or religion in a bar. Right. So we, we kind of kept that with the show. Okay. And it's worked out pretty good. Yeah. But, like, you know, there's times that I would love for him to get into it because he just watches the news all day long. <laughs> so, like, I know how interesting that would be. But then, you know, then comes the, the hard questions back towards us, you know. Right. Like, do we always agree with what Jimmy says? No. No. You know. Well, here. so if that was the intent behind the pines – Let's do it. What what what's your number one pet peeve behind the bar? Well, a, a woman found out uh, the, the, the jet game. It's snapping fingers. <laughs> that, oh, so that's your number one pet peeve? Probably. And this is a close second. Watching people steal money off the bar, uh. and they have no idea you're watching them. But I don't know how they are accepted back like i mark will tell you I, and that was one of the things we used to say i used to kick you out you're done okay there's no but you're a thief you're done <laughs> goodbye all right and then they would sneak in remember they would sneak in and they didn't ah he don't come in on I sundays even, i don't and, even understand how they got away with it around here oh they they get away well no see that's the thing people know they're doing it but they still let them back in you know what i mean yeah I could give you 10 names after we're done of people that steal money off the bar. You could do it now, but. (laughs) (laughs) Mark, what's your pet peeve? I don't know. I don't remember. I feel like I, like, washed clean of the bartending. Well, not not bartending, but in a a bar or a restaurant setting, what's your pet peeve? I don't know. I I think 
that I got more problems with waitresses. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they make mistakes. You know? Yeah, no, I, I I cooked for 16 years in right. kitchens. You know, it's like I I. You know, but you got to give and take. Like, I can take it as well. Like, I'll yell at a waitress, but I'll let them go right back at me. You know? Okay. <laughs> and that that's kind of like the good yin and yang, back of the house, front of the house kind of deal that yeah. we got going on, that okay. we've always had going on. We've always had respect for the back. I think the back gets shit on. You know, these guys sweating their ass off. They don't get a tip. Oh, sure. So guys like us, and you've seen it a lot at O'Daniel's, hey, this is for the cook. I first started seeing it at that establishment, yeah. and I love to see that. Yeah, yeah. I think your I think your tip when you when you come for for takeout should go to the cook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's during the lockdown. That's a good point. Why I didn't want anything. I'm not gonna to lie to you. I've taken a few myself. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got bills to pay too. So, have you guys been? Are you guys lifelong friends? Um, or did you come closer together? I played of baseball with. His brother. Oh, we have a baseball question for you later. <laughs> yeah, I played baseball with his brother, and then... And I played baseball with his brother. Yeah. Okay. So, I, I mean... It, it's just kind of that, I don't want to call it inbred South Buffalonian thing going yeah, on, but we're just The extreme like, loyalty for no yeah. reason, no apparent reason. Well, but, we you know, you, you find out it works. Like, when we talked to Louis Mastillo, you know, when we got all the listeners, like, of his buddies, it's like, yeah, like... You could have just talked to him one time, and people would be like, "Oh, yeah, he's great." Yeah. You know, it's just yeah. we always have that. So, like, we see that when like people are, you know, like Tommy. Like, there's a lot of people who listen to it. You know, Louis, like yeah. the people who have extreme loyalty, and then we have somebody like Andy Garcia, and your guys' numbers are blowing him out of the water. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's like we're like, this is Andy Garcia, and people <laughs> want to hear what Tommy McDonald has to say. Well, <laughs> it, it, it could be. It, it's it's like authors, you know, like they write regional books. Right. So yeah. so like Lisa Redmond's going to kill it around here and she's doing well internationally and nationally and stuff like that. But you get some other local authors that they're just going to sell it around here because they know you, you know, or they, mm -hmm. they know. I know. Hey, I know that author. I read that book. And you think to yourself, well, why wouldn't you read more books? You know? <laughs> but but then we we ended up in this basement doing the first pilot episode with a guy named Earl Rott. Uh, uh you're saying it wrong. It's Earl Raymond Rot. Earl Raymond Rot. <laughs> right. Yeah, and that was an adventure to say the least that day. And that was good. I don't know what the premise of the show was. Was it was just kind of like listen to this guy talk about picking up garbage for yeah. half an hour. Oh, Ray, he, Ray. Had a, he had a big thing with healthcare, and I was like, <laughs> Jim, what are we doing here down here? <laughs> uh, Ray Ray's always a great chance. Yeah. No, right. he's, so he's great. But then we, we started getting some structure. So then you know we we started talking. To the early guests were guys that we were comfortable with and kind of knew and then took like a timeline approach and it's really taken off since then well that's that's a good segue into my next question because you know i know your tagline right some stories and and learn some stuff yeah but what what's kind of the intent now you've grown yeah i, I think the archiving yeah you know it, it without the people like what you know that the people are what's interesting here you know that it's not really the neighborhood itself. It, you can kind of reach out and connect people back to the neighborhood through everybody. You know, it's it's fun. It's so, like a Tarantino kind of thing. All his movies are connected with characters. Most of ours, if you looked at it, are all connected in the characters. Buffalo. Right. So you have to be connected to Buffalo in some way. And they'll say, well, how's Bill Gardell connected to Buffalo? Well, he worked alongside a South Buffalonian. Right. So, so the intent years. is to kind of promote Buffalo. Yeah, I think so. And, and archive yeah. the stories of these because 
because then you get the storyteller episodes and those guys are just the gloves are off and they're telling stories and that you're archiving stories and you're connecting it all back to Buffalo and kind of us too. Okay. Now is uh, uh how, how do you just start a podcast? Do you just I mean there's there's a uh, uh, Spotify right yeah. you guys are on Spotify yeah. you guys are on Apple uh podcast. You, I mean you just sign up and 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 you're on on the list or I mean that's like you 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 pick you can pay for a platform. We use a free platform which, you know, reflects also like with us trying to get like a sponsor if we were to present it to you, we'd want a paid like uh bluebird or something like something right. along those lines to use it but we do like a free one and it puts us on 13 platforms it's just online it's called anchor do you get any do, do they help you publicize it yeah you can get you can get their own your own ads through them but then it all monetized through listens and stuff like that where we go grassroots and you know go to the corner store and say what's hey, trade or right which is you know, know i and i you guys do that with me and i appreciate yeah. that greatly and you do it with all the guys there's some businesses on Seneca street there's some there's you know uh, uh the boatyard if you if you want to talk about any of those today that's you know yeah we'll do a nice little intro oh yeah i mean no, those guys are great and they big support from those guys it's not like they're like oh yeah you got this thing here yeah i don't listen to it those guys all listen which is cool you know is there an opportunity because i i, I guess i never thought of this you guys introduce dog ears at the beginning charlie's boatyard some businesses on seneca street the the, the beer store the guy that cuts hair on seneca street mm -hmm. right uh, is there an opportunity do you, do you reach out to all the businesses yeah, well, we it's, it's it goes back to the bar, like ah, you know, well, you should sponsor. Well, well, here's what we can do. Here's how we can do it. You know, Mark, all those hats that you see, uh, Mark Sumbrum and the boys down at First in Buffalo make, and you know, we know uh, Chris Smith Quails that makes the stickers. So it's it's a lot, and I we've had opportunity with guys uh, outside of this uh, people we know. Reach out to us, but that was right before COVID. COVID. Yeah, so you guys were yeah. making so progress, and all of a sudden, yeah, a little bit, yeah, and like getting people. Like we thought people would come to us by now, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I I fight that. You know, it's 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 hard, you know, because you think yeah. after two and a half years, we're like, please just tell us who to talk to, tell yeah. us who to interview. We're we're twenty percent. That's what we say for guests when we ask. You know, we either get nothing, right, or a no, or yeah, we're I gonna, couldn't do that. We're going to get into some guest questions later about how you get them and stuff like that. But what, like starting, and even continuing now, what are your biggest? What were and are your biggest hurdles? Well, I think it's time was was is sometimes the hurdle. Yeah, the like two hours to do the interview, three it, hours editing. Yeah, I mean there was crazy editing in the beginning, and then. We tightened it up. We we've tightened it up, and uh, you know I don't babble as much anymore, and you know I don't yeah. stutter as much anymore. And we were trying to incorporate a lot in the beginning, you know. But then, like, we realized people are only like, if we made thirty second clips, it would be much more popular. You know, it it if it's like an hour long, people don't have the attention span to sit there and listen to some like our clips of things get far more. I'm not familiar. What do you mean your clips? Like if we had made like a 30 second clip on Instagram. Instagram. Okay. It would, you know, we get more people comment about that than we would any episode because it's just too long, yeah. you know? And I think people in the beginning too, people were, were uh, a little nervous to comment on it because they weren't listening to the whole thing and they don't know exactly what we said the whole episode. 
So they wanted to be careful. Oh, you listen? Oh, yeah. And it reflected, okay, yeah. the listeners are, are up. Okay. Do you think they listened to the whole thing? And we've read into a couple guys where they didn't listen to the whole thing because we kind of took a shot at them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which yeah. We, so, which so we rarely do. Like We're very rarely. No. I think we, we use like what Summer Sanders was saying. We use that whole, uh, what was the show? Inside stuff. Inside we're stuff. like we only do the good, you know. We're only trying to do the good. Yeah, we're. It's not a hit job. It's not a hit job at all. I mean, there. I mean, we we'll get to future guests and all that later. Where there's good stories with that, where there could have been a hit job, but it never happened. Or and got edited out. Or got edited out. I don't think it's been any uh, guest hammering the guest. It's more been like, oh yeah, well, what about that guy? You know. That kind of gets edited out, and we tell everybody this isn't live. Yeah, we're not and, here to. And hurt. Jimbo's playing a character. We know that. Yeah, I'd say you pretty know. much. Well, you got what's what's the degree, and not so much you, Mark. What's <laughs> what's the degree of biting your tongue? I I think that well, when it comes to me, my you know my wife works for the city. Mark works for the city. I don't want to see anyone jammed up. People take things wrong, so just be safe and everybody be merry. You know what I mean? Right. And let's promote what this guest has. We'll we'll joke around and things like that, but we also I don't want to get anyone jammed up. Yeah. Like and we I say that selling Jimbo's like selling a ketchup popsicle to a woman in white gloves <laughs> because, you know, it wouldn't Sometimes I'll be like, oh, hey, listen. They're like, I don't like Jimbo. And I'm like, you know who doesn't <laughs> like it, Jim? It's this guy. And that's not the better story. The better story is, you know why they don't like me? <laughs> well, that's, <laughs> like, that's the there's always story. a really good good reason <laughs> yeah. why. That's the cry of every every bartender in South Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, That guy's a prick. Uh, yeah. You, you want to know why? Yeah, you know why? <laughs> I'll tell you why. Yeah, so, you know, and then sometimes it's, it's, like, tough when I'm like, you know, well, we're 57 episodes in or something. Oh, and this is 58. This yeah. is 58. <laughs> and, like, someone's talking to me at, like, episode three, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, and then I didn't listen anymore. Like, I just kidding. Uh, just because it's, you know. It's <laughs> but then Jimmy. I get some people say, oh, I fall asleep to your voice, which I <laughs> never thought anyone would have said. Well, maybe, maybe at the end you could read a kid story. Yeah, well, I'm, we're going to get yeah. to that, yeah. We but, could do, like, the Matthew McConaughey come. Oh, yes. God. Please don't do that. But bed, bedtime stories with Jimbo. So I walked out onto the asphalt. <laughs> He's got that whistle voice. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, we're, we're not there to hit anyone. You know, don't hit jobs or anything like that. Uh, do I wish that we would get into a debate eventually with somebody? <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have. Listen, you have. I've been, I've been kind of. <laughs> Suggesting some guests here and there. You have no idea what a calming force he is. Oh, I know. <laughs> no, it, and it, it goes back to the force and, and everything. He's he's made me a better person and more of a Jedi. Like uh, he, 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 there, there's a, a time in this show where we're going to address. <laughs> All right, this so, is the way. Because I was totally Sith. Yeah, all, well, for a long, I mean, long and, time. And that was like that the thing about it. Even editing, he's like, you cut that out, and I'm like, Jim. Like, of course I cut that out. Like, he's like, but that was the, you know, the crux of the story. I'm like, but it was wrong. <laughs> it can't be. I, I, and, yeah. and early on, I think it was the fifth episode or something, I made a, a joke about a podium. And it wasn't bad. It was like, well, you know why they're doing that? The price of podiums went up. Yeah, I don't. Unless you uh, go way out of Mark's comfort zone <laughs> and you make a comment that really hits someone's soft spot, I don't see why you can't hit some spots. Right. We, we do it to each other fun. around here yeah. every day. Well, that's the thing. And, and 
And that's what I said to the one guy when he called me. I said, listen, you're at the top. You got to take some hits. We can pitch and catch. He could fucking come on and make fun of Right. For something, you know, I yeah. don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a back. Are you guys podcasters? I mean, do you listen to podcasts? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I listen to a ton of them. So who are your influences? Who who helps you do this? I mean, the, I used to listen to uh, Barry Katz. He was like an agent. Okay. So like you know you're hearing people's stories where you know he intersects in their career, and it, I always think thought that was like interesting because then you guys you kind of touch like the stories connect in some way. And you just find the way that they connect. And I think that's, like, Barry Katz. That's, oh, yeah. That's, it was a good one. Um, and then I, I always had the idea, like, if you listen to Disgraceland. No. Very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, it would be cool for someone from, like, the Buffalo Science Museum to do cool stuff like this guy is doing. Just, like, make it a little dirty and, you know, tell the story the way it is sometimes. Okay. Like, what happened when McKinley died? What what happened that day? Like you things like that, that things that happen in Buffalo, which we may still do. We, yeah, we yeah, might. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, that's an idea. That's yeah. a great. I mean, history. Yeah, history didn't happen the way we read it in sixth grade. No, right. So you know, Hitler was supposedly doing drugs and couldn't get up the night D Day. Yeah, he couldn't get up. He was <laughs> he was a little whacked out, and they're trying to wake him up and like, oh shit, we're in trouble here. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, stuff like that. Is that what you're talking? Yeah. Yeah, That'd like cool. what what happened the day uh, Barker tried to burn down the high, local high school. I mean, that that's at a local level, but the things like that that people are oh, I never yeah. thought about what was really going on in Buffalo that day. Like, what happened at the Rick James Ranch? Right. Things like that, you know. Uh, and Disgrace Light's great though. Yeah, are but you, there's a ton of podcasts. Are uh, you guys moving towards or feel that maybe you're kind of minor Buffalo historians? No, I. I think that for us, it's like every one, every interview is like getting your chops because sometimes, you know, I'm not saying that people aren't interesting. It's just that people don't, aren't interesting on paper. You know, like there's not something you can go online and look up about them. And, you know, well, so I can tell you this, Mark, I, I, I've talked to people that you've asked to be on your show. I've talked to people that have been on your show and pretty typical of around here. They all feel they're not interesting people. Right. Yeah. It, right. Oh, everybody. Danny Redmond says to me this morning, hey, they want me on the show. Uh, what am I going to say? I said, dude, you oh, got so God. many stories. He goes, eh, you know, I don't know if anybody wants to, to hear that. Well, yeah. And the key is he's retired, which I get a lot of people calling us about. You got to. Well, he, I can't ask him some questions. He's still in the job. Like, right. I don't want him jammed up and go back to that. again. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's about, you know, finding the, 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 the story. So sometimes you don't have like all that to talk. You know, or to go with. So you, you, like you said, I called Jimbo's wife. Like we don't, you can't look online and right find stuff. I mean, now that we have fifty six interviews, yeah, you can kind of get our point of view. Like right. we go into it where I try and do no research because it it it, it works, and Jim is all prepped and ready to go. So like I can be like, whoa, no way, really? <laughs> you know? Okay. <laughs> so you don't you don't actually when you when you when you're meeting with uh, you know. Uh, uh, a guest, you don't have a formula, or do you have a formula? That well, is, that, well, the it. formula is what we've been doing is from where when you graduated to up in what you're promoting. But like a guy like Ray McGurn, you always hear these stories. Are they true? And then and then I actually hear him tell them, like the Griffin story. Oh, I heard you got this. What happened at City Hall? And that's great. And then you look at a guy like uh, Phil Ryan. You have bullet points of what you've heard and what was going on in that time, and then he has to elaborate and 
tell the story of what he felt like when he got off the plane in Vietnam. Right. So, so some guys you have a script, some guys you don't need a script. Yeah. Like I'm assuming with Wilbur, you didn't need a script. He had a script. He had a script. Yeah. He, <laughs> he knew what he was going to say. He is the man. Yeah, he, he was great. And that was the easiest episode we've ever done. Yeah, he We just need to show up. I'm sitting right here. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was hard to get you on. He was like, "Where's the microphone?" <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah awesome. you had to try to track you down a little bit. Yeah, well, I was going like I said, what do I you know? I mean, it is nerve-wracking even getting interviewed right now. It's nerve-wracking. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I I we've talked about this for for months and months, but how do you guys actually choose your guests? I mean, is it Well, I'll... Oh, and second part of that, do they, do any guests choose you? No, we wish. No, we happen. wish. We wish that would happen. And, well, we'll break it down like this. We try to only ask you once. And some are around to prove that. Some are not around <laughs> to prove that because they passed away. And we've, we get mad if you, you jerk us around, I'd say. Like, hey, we're trying to help you promote your, in our time. you around. No, I don't think so. No, no, because we're always we always see you. Like there's some guys they they avoid you, but we only ask you once. If we if we kind of want to do one, and we think it's kind of uh, uh, the current climate because that's what we've been doing lately. Then you got a guy where hey, you got to talk to my cousin. He pissed next to Joe DiMaggio once. Hmm. I I don't care. I they, they some people don't think they're interesting. And they're the best guest. And then most of the people that think they're interesting, they don't even make it on the show. Would you kind of think that too? Yeah, I I guess. Well, like it, it comes down to like also people aren't like, hey, I do this. Can I come on and talk to you guys about it? Right. You know, there's no, there's none of that. Lisa Marie Redmond did. Yeah, that was, and that was great. Right. That was, and and that's what you should. Because I would love to do it every week, you know, but we we don't get enough people. So do you guys like, do you look at your past shows and go, you've had, okay, uh, storyteller, 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 historian, and then we need, we need to, yeah. you know, we need to get someone, yeah. a different kind of genre. Yeah. And Sometimes it, we need to go home. We need to go home. We're like, we need somebody from the neighborhood because right. we need yeah. listeners back. We noticed too that like when, you know, someone like you came on, like our listens like afterwards were just like, do every episode went up because they knew you. So then they're like, I didn't know about this. And then they listen, 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 listen. And you're like, whoa, we had, you know, that one guest rippled down through all of our listens. They listen to everything. Right. You know, so it, 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 we we would love, you know, for somebody to come forward. Just yeah. Like, I mean, uh, and, and like you, you're trying to, help, like you said in the beginning, you're trying to help out the community and be like, all right, well, this is going on like the hockey episode that's going on right now. But. At the same time, we really didn't have answers. And uh, Janice, Janice we're, we're going to get to that. One. Okay. <laughs> um, and so we're trying to help you. We don't really have a, a lot of stories, but we can tell you about this person, and they can tell you about themselves. And then after that, it's up to you. But we sometimes think, oh, well, that'll be interesting. And then when you get a guy like, hey, you got 45 minutes to talk to Andy Garcia. Well, okay. Right. Yeah. We're ready. Yeah. yeah and yeah. Then, and then he wants to keep talking, and you don't know whether it'd be rude or not, and say, "All right, we'll see you," because he we could have went on and on. I think he would have talked to us for three hours. Yeah. He was interesting. He was an interesting guy. Yeah, but I, I, guy. I I remember calling Jimbo when I said, "Listen, here's what here's what I know about this guy. He's a devout Catholic. 
right? Yeah. He's from from Cuba. Yeah. Right, and he's uh, you know he, he's in Hollywood. He's known as uh, devout to his family and things like that. And Jimbo says all of those are off the list. Yeah. <laughs> so there were there sometimes there are rules with some guests, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Right. You know, there's and there's always that politics, religion kind of thing. And and when we tell people that, like Summer Sanders, oh my God, Bill Gardell. He was like, Thank oh, you. We, we we can just laugh today because it was, you know, yeah. after COVID. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of good sound bites of, like, before interviews. Oh, yeah. Like, such cool stuff. Like, Andy Andy was, like, the nicest guy. I couldn't believe how nice yeah. he was. He's like, uh, guys, I I need to see you, so we can't talk unless I see you. Yeah. It, it, so he had to do it. We're looking at Andy Oh, really? Garcia. Oh, yeah. 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 But, like, that, like, made Did me. Did you mention that? No, I don't think so. No, because no, I listened to it. I was no. We were looking yeah. right at him. Oh, yeah, really? be, and, but it made me feel like I was, it was me. I was like, yeah, this, he can't just sit and talk on the phone. Like right. he's like he's he's closer. He's to got our, our brain, you know, yeah. like where it's like, all right, let's be interactive. Let's I do don't this. like to talk to anybody unless I could see them. Right. So, <laughs> so okay. the younger your guests go, you're just gonna have to text it in, right? They, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. Snapchat yeah. it in. They don't. Yeah, they don't want to talk to you guys. So when you guys are done with the show. Uh, and you're and you're cutting it, and you're looking at the good, the bad, and the ugly. Are you ever at each other? No, I don't. I don't think so. It's I mean, more I'm, about, I'm tough on Jimbo. It's more about like intro music that I want to use yeah. music of the tragically hip. Well, it's unreleased. You, have you have you ever seen the tragically hip? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm hearing I, I one bought, one fifty seven. One fifty, right on the bottom. Okay. Yeah, yeah. False My dad me. says I bought their summer home. <laughs> False information. <laughs> I, got, I got one five seven. I have to look back in my notes. Yeah, but but that there really isn't anything like because in the beginning it was all right, Jim. You you kind of get the guests. We agree on the guests. You get the lineup going. You know, with the timeline, I'm gonna hit softballs out of the fucking park, which he always has. And at the end, it was like, well, I now it's Mark's. Mark's name, you know, it's Mark's thing. Yeah, I He's always the engineer do. producer, <clears throat> right. so he gets final cut, and I've never had a problem with it. Okay. Yeah, I've I cut know. out. I cut out anything at will, you know. But that, and then sometimes he remembers, and sometimes he doesn't. Yeah. Right. You know, it's a whirl when you're sitting here for two hours or whatever. But do you guys ever go back to episode one, two, three, and, and listen to it? And, and yeah, because I, I try and do that. Like I try and think of like ways to promote the show through the show. But have you gotten? Do you feel you, you're much better now at 58 than you were at one, two, oh, three? Oh my gosh! Yeah. There's so many awkward moments, and there it's bad. But you, I, but it's okay. Yeah. Because I knew you kind of have to listen how bad it was to get better to know where it's come. I guess I don't know. A lot of it. I like the intros. I'm like I always listen to the intros. Try to get. To, we always say if I, if I jinx myself and say one take, Jimmy. Well, yeah, we're going to be there for a long Jimmy. time. <laughs> and a couple times I was like, all right, I'm here. One take Jimmy. Yeah, but it, you know, and, then, and then the laughs are hilarious because I just I, – I have a bad Buffalo accent and sometimes can't say certain things. So – and then we're just sitting around, but it's a lot of fun because he's, he's laughing his ass off. Yeah, I never – I do have a ton of fun talking. <laughs> and what about uh, what about feedback? Where, where do, you, do you get slack in bars or – we I get Emails a lot of face or... to face because I don't think people want to like write it, you know. Like it doesn't want to really. The pen is mightier than the sword, you know. There's right. but, yeah, go ahead. No, just yeah, people like just come up to you and they're like, I we don't get like a lot of oh that was great 
you know, sometimes, sometimes it's like, how'd you get him? Yeah, they get mad. Like, well, how the fuck do you get him? Well, you know, that's know. our friend on the coast. What are yeah. you talking about? Yeah. Gave him a call. You know, and I'm just like, <laughs> I don't, know. I don't know, man. Like, we emailed some people, but no, yeah. but no, like, no one gets in your face, no slack, because you guys kind of keep it uh, informative. Yeah. And, and oh and yeah, light. we really nothing. I, I, th- there is a guy out there that got mad that we were. I don't want to say getting popular, but we started getting, you know, some big guests. Louis Mastella hooked us up, and he he said to me, you need to just talk to the fucking neighborhood guys. And it's like, well, how, what am I going to say? No, if I could connect to Buffalo, which we talked to interesting people from western New York, and it's, it's a place where yeah. you could learn something and maybe laugh. So we're still sticking <laughs> by the show. I did say it wrong. I always say it wrong. Uh, how influential has Louis been? Oh, he's the best. He doesn't get enough credit in this town. Like, listen, I I think Bill Fickner's great, but like, I've seen Louis. Louis is that guy. He's like, oh, there he is. You know, like I'm a big extras guy. I always used to look in the background for uh, actors that got famous at Cheers. If you really look in yeah, the yeah. background, they're all. So I've always looked at things like that, and I like. Obviously, we like the little guy, and. Uh, I think that's he should get a little bit more credit, but boy, you could you could get that that even his acting uh, um, you know expertise you you got that from your interview from yeah. Billy Gardell, yeah, just, just a ton of respect. Oh, I love it, and it, even when Andy Garcia he said that you can turn your back on a guy from Buffalo. You that's know? how you know they're really He's, boys, and he got to know Louis well because he not it felt like he he knew us now. So talk to me about Louis. So I, I said that Mark sent me a link. Louis got a little thing going on in his garage in L.A. where he's a bartender. Yeah, yeah. Is it's, that is that going to take off? Because it's because it's freaking hysterical. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think it will, and I I don't know what the update is. It's Cooper's Bar, right? Yeah, Cooper's Bar. Yeah, yeah. It's it's brilliant, and look for it out there. You can find it in. The best part about it is that's his yard in L.A. Yeah. That's his, and that's him. And that's him. He, he's acting, but he's being Louis. Right. Yeah. And I think that goes to another thing why I'm so interested in him. And, and then, you know, Andy Garcia tells us that they're, they're trying to adapt bartenders, his play that I've seen. I don't know. Did oh, you I've see seen it. it. Yeah, yeah. Into a movie. So it's like, I when I found that out, I would tell, like, a lot of his old friends, you know, Garcia is working with him. I'm trying to make this into a movie. They're like, That'd be no awesome. shit. That'd be and, and that was cool that we kind of. Got into that and knew that part. And there's a couple other things that we, you know, we yeah. Louis would out. never say that. He'd never right. say, "Hey, Andy Garcia is trying to make my thing into a movie." But when Andy Garcia says, "Hey, I'm trying to make Louis' thing into yeah. a movie," you're like, Just, "Oh fuck, wow, yeah." <laughs> so, are we is from Edgewood to Hollywood on the table? Can we talk about that? No, yeah, yeah. 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 Tell I me would, about it. Man. Yeah. Where, where are we at? It's done. We sent it to Louis probably three months ago, and he gave us some edits, and we edited it up, and you know, we're team players. We'll do it. We'll do what you want. Uh, so now we're just sitting on it, and uh, I'd love to release it. You know, it just took like so much time. Like even the the Kinger movie, it it was like so much time, and we wanted to like get people in a room, and you know, now yeah. that's not going to happen like right. ever. Well, so like well, you know, one day you know, just just for his sake and Ray's sake, is get every and even Louis get them all in a room, show the movie, and then. Have like a Q and A would be great yeah. with oh, those God. two again. And, and I'm not even saying that these things are the greatest things ever, but like I just think that they enjoy the, the you know like 
Kinger is gonna enjoy, like he's gonna enjoy watching his movie with people. You right. know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Louis, he's got all this other stuff. Like it's not like he, but he would he cared that somebody took the time to make something about him. You know, he just appreciated it. Is McGurnan? I don't know. Is he an Edgewood Eagle? No. No. Right. Louis is, right? Yeah. 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 Well, and, and what's what's great is that the way the relationship with Louis started basically was the stories from the second floor where Mark put Louis in as a character actor during that whole yeah. movie. Yeah, he's every character. He's every little character. He's the catcher. He's a, he's the dog pound guy. And, and, and when Louis seen it, he was he, he fell in love with us. I mean, that's what kind of broke the ice. And then I said, well, Louie, you know, he drew all that with his finger. And it just a long pause, he goes, what? I go, Mark did it all with his finger. He drew that. He goes, the fucking characters are great. Don't change anything. Those characters he drew. I go, but he, he goes, he really drew, drew it with his finger? <laughs> yeah, I sat there forever. <laughs> <laughs> you work 24 on. Yeah, <laughs> twenty four off. Yeah, but do you think that everybody liked me sitting on my iPad for hours on end at home? Like yeah, at home, you didn't. Oh. Not at work. Yeah, you're, you're I mean, every, city time, pal. All right, the first movie was was six thousand drawings, and then the second movie was eleven thousand drawings. That's oh, also shit. with his finger. So, yeah, so like that's how much of my time went into it. It's insane, but like. You know, and then it looks like it does. <laughs> but it looks great. Yeah. It's kind but of that, that look it, that, yeah. It works, right? It's got its own little charm, you know, whatever. So so then you, you you get the interest from Louis. I'm like, Mark, Louis really likes, you know, stories from second floor. We end up having a, a, a voice call with him. And next thing you know, Mark's making Edgewood to Hollywood with stuff from, is it just the second interview? No, it's or both first, interviews. First and second interview with Louis. And then you put Billy Gardell in there, and then, you know, a couple things had to be taken out because of today's climate and things like that, but whatever, you know. So there's this relationship starting there, and that's when Andy Garcia gets mentioned to us. And Isn't now the best time to release something like that? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So then when when that happens, we're like, oh, my God, so we got to get this out, and then Louie loves it, and... He sent it to his buddies, he, and then you you'd be amazed who's watched these movies. Yeah, like Andy Shoot. came, and well, Andy when we first talked to him, he's like, "I loved your movie." I was ninety nine percent crying. I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> "So I mean, you hear that? Mark hears that, and it's like, wow, Mark. I yeah. mean, it, it's almost worth it there." Yeah, that was it. You know, I could. Can, can anybody around here access looking at that or the no? First it's not one, out yet. The first one, yeah, we didn't. preview or anything. No. We didn't. We just, it's done. We, it's done. I would give it like that. It, that's like the thing. It's like you just YouTube. I feel like is where things go to die. Right. Okay. I, you yeah. know. It, and it's it, unless would, Netflix then picks it up. No, but <laughs> you have to realize how bad in like, and then you're looking at how it can get better. Like this is all my new equipment now. Yeah, Mark did a great job. Yeah, I just I painted houses all summer. I bought all the shit. So that. <laughs> You guys pay for all this yourself. Yeah, that's the. Hey, did you hear that? The unfortunate I want part. everyone out there to hear that. <laughs> right. They, they yeah. pay for all this stuff themselves. It's all their time, and what they're doing is they're promoting your neighborhood and your city. So if you feel the need, if you if you're in the spirit, especially this time <laughs> of year, 
contact these guys and say, hey, listen, I want to throw you a couple bucks, or I know someone who might sponsor yeah. you. They need some help. Yeah, that, you know? and that, that goes to nice. the movie. Like, we're trying to find a site maybe where you could leave a tip, watch the movie, leave a yeah. tip. But we are always against the crowdfunding because we know that yeah. there's a better place for that. You know, like, when people do the crowdfunding things, it's like, I don't want to ever do that kind of stuff because, like, there's a there's a better thing that could can be yeah, done that's with it, you know the, what I mean? Uh, yeah, like you got Owen Chase, right? I mean, like things like that for those charities are that's what that's for. Absolutely. We don't think it's like for we're us. not in need. Like there's no need for anything. You okay. know, it's just like it it loosens if we got like a good sponsor. It's like it's a give and take because you know, we give it out to the listeners. A lot of people are at home. This is an easy accessible thing for people to listen to. Let's stick with Owen Chase for just one second. Yeah. Uh, what if you did do that platform? And what if you did raise money and you paid for your movie and anything you make over that is going to go back to organizations or charities like Owen Chase or something? I'm not against it. Back in the back in the old days, the dark times, a year we could ago, have, we could have had a big gal like you do, and there give could have something a to tip somebody. Jar you know, or, you, you, there was a lot of ideas that were going to happen. I wrote a live live from South Buffalo. It's Friday night. I wrote a yeah a skit show yeah that was going to go. Like we we were gonna have all the all the old guests there, where you you know they're selling their books. This guy's selling you. This guy's I don't know what this yeah. guy's doing with you, but he's here. You know. I mean, there, if we ever get back, I mean, we we will throw one hell of a party. There's no <laughs> we'll, be back. we'll be back soon. So I I don't I'm not a podcaster guy. I listen to you guys and I listen to Spit and Chicklets, right? Because I'm a hockey guy, right? Mm-hmm. But the um. Have you guys considered, like, I, I, are you a Spit and Chicklets guy? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I love Spit and Chicklets, and I only listen to guys that I would. I like the odd, the guys you really don't know. That's I, who yeah. I like, because they got the best stories. Yeah, they do, and I also like the guys that, you know, like Brian Burke was a really oh, great yeah, one, because he's, good. you know, he's got good stories. But I'm not, I'm not going to, no offense, but I'm not going to listen to Eichel. He's 23. And, right, and, you don't know shit. Right. Um, uh, but at the beginning of that show, for about 40 minutes, maybe they do. They do NHL news. They talk about free agency. They talk about this and that. Have you guys considered at the beginning of your show doing like community news or? Um, I think that it dates itself. Like I've even you'll notice. I mean, maybe you will notice. Uh, I've gone back and clipped a lot of things that were irrelevant to the time. You know, like so where it goes straight into the interview, like, right? Because you know the things we were talking about just didn't fit when you're like two years down the road. You're like two years ago. We were talking about this. It's not happening. I'll clip it out of the episode. Sure. And now it's just, you know, go straight into the thing. And I think we get more plays that way, actually. I think down the road, if we got a big sponsor, I won a lottery or, or something, <laughs> you know, we would be able to do that weekly, like little three, four minute clips. We would right. do that. If I would. It was, I mean, but, you know, like, I hate to say time is money, but, you know, Mark, Mark's got his child. I got mine, you know. Right. Jo- and and jobs. hustle, yeah, a couple, jobs. couple so jobs. A lot of hustles. Yeah. So what what ideas do you have moving forward? Like I, I, what about going to different places around the city, taping different places around the city, and attracting people that know stuff like the Armory or something like that. Yeah. Love that. We love that, and that was kind of a plan. Like uh, historians of Buffalo are so interesting. Oh, yeah. It's like it, it's so interesting, and we've had people like some of our best ones just say no. Yeah. But I don't know if that's like. 
the Jimbo effect. Yeah, you know, or like I could have f- cut his kid in you fucking ninety yeah, six. <laughs> you seem quite comfortable with the Jimbo effect. Listen, yeah, I we played talk the about villain. I played the villain well. That's why I'm playing this guy here well. Yeah. You know what, what? What do you want me to do? Yeah, you can't find a better good cop. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> no! But like th- that's like another thing too that Jimbo always says. He's like, you know, I always like went nuts on the bench. To get my guys riled up, like you have to see Jimbo when somebody like cancels on us or something. He's like, stop! He's kicking his head around on the ground. I'm like, I'm like, this guy really cares. Like he's doing it to me every day. We could tell that one story when we went out to lunch. He's not with us anymore, but he'd appreciate it. I think. I, it, just, just so you people out there know, uh, Jimbo had to look for to mark for the cue. <laughs> like, like, hey, Dad, can I do this? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. So. That's the sound of it going down the floor. <laughs> we just cut that one. Yeah, yeah, well, that's the rest of it. So, so, so you guys cover, uh, you know, you guys are diehard South Buffalonians, born and bra- uh, bred and raised here and went to school and everything here. And, you know, my wife's from, from uh, a suburb of Utica. So I, you know, I go, and prior to children, we'd go and hang out in bars and stuff. And, uh, you know, people say South Buffalo is different than it is in other places. And I noticed that the stories in her town, we're similar to ours, but the people, you know, there's something, what is it? What is it, what is it about South Buffalo that makes it interesting? You know, I mean, I got, yeah, I have my, my, I have my theories, you know, I've been bartending here for 30, 31 years or 32 years, you know, very headstrong with what they believe in, even when they're wrong that I, I mean, I'll admit I'm wrong. And like, I always say, just cause you agree with me doesn't make you crazy. And they're proud, very, very proud of this little strip of land. That because when you introduce yourself, you don't say you're from Buffalo. I don't. Right. I say I'm from South Buffalo. Well, we can talk to people that, like from the neighborhood because we know if we were to say something unfavorable, they'll give it back. It's not like I'll never offend somebody. I don't think I'll have ever offend somebody from South Buffalo. So like when I'm talking no. to them, like it's comfortable for me, also knowing that I can edit. You know, (laughs) so when I in this platform, yeah, in life, too. Yeah. Like, but like, you know, I'm not going to offend somebody from South Buffalo. So it's easy. Like, you know, if someone takes a shot or you take a shot at them, you're going to get it right back. And we're all going to walk out and be like, oh, it's fun. Yeah. And it's helped us, too. Uh, I don't when Pat Hammer's like, oh, you guys are from South Buffalo. I'll do it. Oh, he 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 was at my gala uh, and he he freaking loved it. Yeah. We were talking. If I had a question about weather, I'd call him and say, "Hey, Patrick, uh, uh, you know my my buddy PJ had uh, he was he had brain cancer, and I was driving back and forth to uh, Johns Hopkins myself, Mike Robertson, and some of it was during bad weather. And I call, him, "Hey, Patrick, give me give me the skinny from here to Johns Hopkins." He'd call me back and say, "Listen, buddy, you're close. Leave at five, you know." Yeah. And he's like, "How's it going?" You know, he, yeah. he had a blast yeah. in South Buffalo. He really he fits right he in. His wife fit right in. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he should live on McKinley. Yeah, yeah. he should. But it's it's helped us that, oh, you guys are from South Buffalo. We're like, yeah, you know, we, he's a fireman. I'm a bartender. You know, we lived here our whole life. I think a lot of guys say, well, what, what could happen? Doesn't right. look like these guys are fighting anymore. So we're yeah. not going to get into it. We're, I can barely walk. Mark's a hard worker. We're done rolling around. Not that we were anyways. <laughs> right. In this generation. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't fit our generation. I think around here is, uh, you know, we're very self-deprecating. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it, the, the number one person I'm going to pick on is probably me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? 
But you got to give your you got to do yourself the same as you do for others and forgive oh, sure. yourself. You know? uh, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> you got to give but yourself it, the same courtesy. Okay, all right. <laughs> there, it's the uh, uh, public service announcement from Mark today. <laughs> forgive yourself. I like it though. But yeah, you know, and and some of that that works for us sometimes, and sometimes it works against us. Like a friend of mine uh, is is in realty, and and before this boom hit. Before this two hundred and fifty thousand dollars South Buffalo house hit ten years ago, people would put their house up for sale, and and, and she'd say, uh, "What do you want to put it up for?" And I, well, put it up for a hundred. No, you, you realize you can get one hundred and forty. Yeah, but I don't want people to think that I'm, you oh. know. And mm-hmm. sometimes it, it works against us. Yeah. So they say, "No, just just put it up for the hundred. Now it's it's different now with this boom and Make people are money. spending three hundred fifteen thousand dollars on Woodside. Well, and it, uh, okay, so you each got a chance here. Uh, best show, Mark. Best show. The best show we did. Yep. Oh man. I mean, I could go with numbers. No. You know. No. No. For you. Um. I don't know. I think I mean, you were. I think you were. Uh, um. Really effective with Billy Gardell. I really liked Billy. You know, he felt like he was just one of us. You, your, yeah. your personality came out. In no, that. you were yeah. great on that one. Oh, yeah. thanks, boys. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I could say that that's one of my favorite ones. You know. Uh, right. An old school comedian. He made an '80s callback reference with Tom Brady, which he uh, yes, fucking loved. That was awesome. <laughs> Who's your favorite? Who's your, you know? Um, part of me wants to say Kev Cox because oh, a guy like that interests me. But Wilbur to hear a, a couple things about my family I didn't know, and. Uh, I mean, obviously, Andy Garcia. I mean, the guy's a fucking godfather. Liam right. McHugh, you. Liam McHugh was great. You got all your hockey stuff out, and yeah, uh, but yeah. I, I. But at the same time, Phil Ryan, very informative. Are you one of the original owners of the Hop Inn? I don't know, those three guys made a deal on a napkin at a wedding, <laughs> and then eight years later, it was over, basically. And one of them was his brother, and. Uh, Years off my life, that place. But I, I think it was a perfect time to get going, and then it was a perfect time to leave. Almost. What about now? How are you a better bartender because you used to be an owner? Oh yeah, you fill up to the line. <laughs> That's why they like me, because yeah. I used to have to worry about how far the booze was going above that line. Right. You know what I mean. But uh, better appreciation for. Yeah, and then sometimes when things happen, be like, ah. Glad I don't have to do that anymore. Oh my God. I don't have a key. <laughs> I would get such anxiety going behind a bar now. Yeah. It's it's funny. The majority of people that were involved with us, Mark being one of them and his brother, as much money and as many friends as you made, they just can't do it. And like even when I started picking back up a wing bowl, I started shaking like, oh, my God, I, what, what am I doing? Am I getting yeah, back into this? Like again? hundreds of hours a week I remember working there. And then, like, in the end, you're like, oh my god! Like we thought, I, I, there was a point at like three years. I was like, like I was like, wow, we really have something. Now, nowadays, uh, and I think this with different things, if you get too big and get put on the radar, they're gonna knock your battleship off the radar. Yeah, if you know what it I was, mean. It was tough, and in in that bar lasted for eight years, and the, the like the norm is like three, and. Like I, we worked our ass off, and Jim, like in in Jim's defense, if anybody has any misconstruities about anything that's going on, nobody ever, in on that napkin deal said, "Hey, we're gonna start a bar and then we're gonna 
we're going to make Jimbo the head honcho. Like, on the napkin, it wasn't like, and Jimbo's the guy. <laughs> yeah. They didn't circle Jimbo on the t- on the napkin and be like, and he will run the bar in the end. You know? It's he all did his it. fault. He did it. But, it, you know, in the beginning, it wasn't like, okay, he's the lead guy. The best diabolical thing I ever did, and I've talked about it before, is we put concrete board behind wallpaper because people kept punching holes in the wall and little things like that when i hear the thud and the guy walk out with the hand all crunched <laughs> up we're like so satisfying be like yeah i fucking got you you thought you were gonna rip up my bathroom again and then they just start taking the doors off <laughs> yeah but we're, uh they're gonna get you somehow oh yeah but we had a lot of fun and it was a lot of work and the creativity that was in that building was unbelievable it it, it from the wing sauce to album night. Like, you had people come halfway across the city just to go over and pick up an, an album night, you know, an album and play it to its cool. entirety. Yeah, You'd walk cool. in some Christmases, though, the Star Wars uh, Christmas album will be on. It it's, might be the worst Christmas album <laughs> ever. It is the worst. Oh, you love Christmas, so you were like, that was great. It was Star Wars. Like Star Wars it, at Christmas. It, it was Star Wars. Does it mention Skywalker and Holly? <laughs> I'm okay. Uh, so uh, most eyes uh, on the Why uh, why are you not wearing shoes when you hit a hole in one? Because I didn't wear shoes. Golfing. I, I golf barefoot, but then I had to stop because it was eating away at my foot. I thought I was. I thought I had diabetes. <laughs> and I went there, and they're like, "No, this is just you. Just you just can't walk on the golf course barefoot because it's filled with chemicals." And I was like, "No way." The That's why would- my foot's falling apart. I was like, that's such a relief. The starters <laughs> would, like, uh, be upset. And then, like, of course, it, like anything still to this day, like, what the f- It would be me. What the fuck do you care if he wants to walk out here? Right, yeah. Like, yeah. it would get me all fired up. I have no staking this at all. <laughs> <laughs> they're, not, they're not your feet or your greens. So now, you know what happens, and this is what he's talking about. Now, fuck that, dude. When all I was doing was sticking up for my friend. You know what I mean? That's all I was trying to do. Like, if he wants to hit barefoot. And then when it happened, I remember going back to the starters at the caddy house going, you know, you didn't have any shoes on either. What the <laughs> fuck are you going to do about that? Well, I'm, I think uh, uh, I said it in the Andy Garcia episode. I, I yelled. I don't know if I did, actually. I yelled fuck when I hit the ball for my whole one because it was such a bad shot. And it just lucky ran up. And Jimbo was like, that thing's got a shot. Yeah, it did. And, and I, I couldn't like, believe right it. Right in. And, then, and I mean, it, it, it was it was just like on 16 at Augusta, just fouled it right in. Boom. The barefoot hole in one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he gave, he won a skid and he gave it all back. Uh, I have misinformation from your wife. 129 hip shows. You're at 150. 150 on the button. 150. Have you, have you met Gord before he passed? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Picked my wedding song. He did? He did. He picked your wedding song? I was at Cleveland uh, House of Blues, the Fully Completely Tour, and uh, a good friend, uh, Gary Stangbush, Buffalo Police Officer, yep. set it up where we can have the Muppet Box, and then said, we're going to go down and meet the band, and we were getting married, and we were kind of throwing like everything at him. It was a little, I was bombed. But she goes, we're getting married. What should we have for our wedding song? Now, I think, I don't know this for sure. I think she was thinking he's going to say, oh, pick, this is a great song for a wedding that I wrote, blah, blah, blah. But he picked Call and Answer by the Bare Naked Ladies, and it was the wedding song. Nice. Um, 
All right, so I got I got one thing left to do. What do you guys want people to know about L2T? Uh, um, that it, I, I think that it's not easy, you know, uh, you're kind of trying to figure out what's interesting. And like you said, people don't think they're interesting. Well, I never say to listen to all of them. I'll say, read the descriptions right. because you do what interests you. If you know somebody, listen to it. You know, if you don't skip it, like there's enough now. Don't listen to anything, everything and pick out what you're going to listen to. Okay. Jimbo. Well, that it's not easy like you can't just start a podcast and then just say well here it is you've got to work at it it's got to be good out of the 58 episodes there might be one or two that are kind of like but that's a pretty good percentage Uh, i think there's a lot of work uh you see some guys that are involved in some art projects. They put all their money in. They have a lot of money. And usually the best, the guy with the most toys wins, but I don't think so in this case. Not around here. No. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. the other thing. Yeah, like, like this is all old band equipment. Like you were saying, how do you start? Yep. Like we didn't go out and buy everything right away. I was I was just piecing, like even these microphones, the stands. This was all band yeah. equipment at one point and it was just like well what can we do with it now you know? I, th- I think you know we do need money i think uh there's no live shows for a little while probably maybe till june or something so if you needed to get your business out there i i don't know other than a couple radio stations i think people are going to listening to podcasts in their car they're you know they're listening to books it's it's changing a little bit and uh this is a form of entertainment that has gotten popular since we first started it. Nobody was listening to podcasts that right. are in our close-knit group. Now it's helped them branch out and start listening to different things. Dream guest on this show. Oh, uh, Shooter McGavin. I, I just, I want, I want a lot of people in a room. I want, that's what I want. That's, it could be an old guest. It could be anybody. I, I would just want a lot a lot of people. So Off no, the cuff, quite. anything you want to add before we close? Uh, we, we work hard. Uh, thanks for the patience of people uh, around us. That we, we sometimes talk about it. Um, it's something that we believe in. It's a great project, I think, where we archive things. I think just, you know, uh, thanks for taking your time to think about us no yeah. man you, i think what you guys you guys do more for a community than you think you do you're community-minded guys and i want to thank you for making time to come on your own show <laughs> you are now l2ct licensed to continue talking oh, thanks, <laughs> thanks tommy you got it boys